Star Trek, The Nerdy Frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission, to explore each episode, to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. fantasize as kids anything like like this of like confronting your perceived bullies but impressing the person that you liked from across the way what do you mean as kids yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess i remember watching this as a kid so i remember this being like aware of this like guy who lives in his fantasies a lot yeah yeah i fantasize about every interaction (laughs) with me uh being a more suave smooth version of myself and you know uh uh, my uh therapist looking beautiful in a blue dress telling me how great i am in the bar Uh, and then and then beating up someone three times my size yeah Yeah. well it's every every instance of i should have said this or (laughs) if only i I did that like oh you think of the comeback later you can reenact Mm -hmm. it the ghost under the stairs yeah It's a French expression. I don't speak French, so I can't tell you what it is. But lots of people are shouting at listening to this podcast sure, sure, right now. Sure. It's it's one of those like a language came up with a very good term for a thing mm. that we don't have in English, but it's mm-hmm. necessary. Like like Schadenfreuden, <laughs> different vu. language, but you know that sort of category of like that's the that's a good that's a good expression to have. That's right. It's hollow pursuits. There it is. <laughs> 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 That's right. It is hollow pursuits. (laughs) Lieutenant Broccoli, an introverted diagnostic engineer, is having difficulties dealing with his fantasies. Okay, Jake, we need to talk about this because Mm -hmm. you're perpetuating the bullying Mm -hmm. when you call him Broccoli. Mm -hmm. His name is Barkley. Uh, Yeah, the the issue is, is I think my favorite moment of the episode is when Picard does it accidentally. That was the only way to pay off the nickname bit. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it's too preachy. Otherwise it's too much of like an after school special. Yes. Like you shouldn't do this. It's harmful. It wasn't that funny. Wesley came up with it. Who isn't that funny? <laughs> Wesley, you're yeah. not a joke writer, bud. Yeah, Even yeah, Dana yeah. points it out. He's like, so. Stick with engineering. So the joke is he's a vegetable. And everybody's like. Mm. What? Uh, yeah. Even nobody even laughs at it. They just kind of say burn. it. Sick burn. Sick burn from Data when he's like, "Your joke, it makes no logical sense, and therefore uh, I don't understand why people laugh at it." That's pretty good. I mean, space scientists good. aren't the best at nicknames for sure. Yeah. No. Well, I feel. Uh, uh, of course, I think a lot of people who watch Star Trek may relate on some level to Barclay, and. Uh, I, being one of them, hated Barkley because I see so much of myself in him and so much of like, oh, this is probably who I'd be on a starship, just addicted. I mean, I play video games all the time. (laughs) Like, I am committed into a fantasy world. (laughs) I get that we're all nerds, but I can never picture a version of you that isn't charismatic. (laughs) Oh, I can, and I have lived it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what, what... What was the transformation? You just came out of your chrysalis? Well, it's all your own perception and self-consciousness, too. Like, you aren't as antisocial as him or, like, struggle with shyness as much. I'm sure you have an introverted nature, and I've seen it before, but, like, this guy really has... Well, I mean, there's everybody in different scenarios. I had a full-blown panic attack on set, so I get it. (laughs) Yeah. 
and and there are different triggers for different people and different levels so this is an example of like extreme anxiety and uh and an unhealthy coping mechanism that just exacerbated the problem right so barkley uh lieutenant barkley who we actually don't un know who this person is at the beginning of this episode it's mm -hmm. a brand new character he's already kind of telling people what to do like his first line is uh moving guinan's hand away from his glass as he pours himself a little bit more whiskey <laughs> and she doesn't want any trouble yeah, yeah, in her yeah. establishment it's all interacting with characters in a way that we've never seen these characters be like spoken to or or like moved this way <laughs> yeah everything about the scene feels like this what is this episode doing but then we realize quite well we realize eventually that it's not real so uh <laughs> i i thought it was like an episode about how do you deal with a shitty employee and this yeah. guy is full of bravado just a real hard ass and they're gonna have to find some way to deal with him and what no turn on it right head. as he shoves yeah, yeah. jordy it goes to black and white and it's like what did lieutenant barkley do wrong here and then there's three <laughs> options for the hr response oh wow yeah it's just oh, the, an hr program <laughs> running in the holodeck that's what he took over in confrontation modified. with your fellow this officer. might be a california i know we've all probably everyone's done some sort of training video but i think that specific harassment videos you're talking about are a california legislation that you have to do the workplace discrimination oh. and harassment videos <laughs> it's exactly Maybe. what i mean what's happening there yeah. yeah i think a lot of work cultures anyway. have them but yeah california does mandate them for certain size uh businesses that's true boy you really can't fast forward through those videos <laughs> no. either and mm -hmm. the acting well you feel bad for those actors painful. because like i've never seen i don't think i've ever seen a good one and it's like there's got to be some <sighs> Do they have to hire Ian McKellen to be a sexual harasser in the office for it to be good? Like, how do we make a good sexual harassment video that still gets the point across? Well, and, you know, is it their actor's fault or is it just it's hard yes, material to true. work with? You it know? is. Uh, it's, it's hard to do a lot with bad writing. Mm -hmm. You know, the best actors can do it, but it's not. They easy. make it unintentionally comedic because the the awkwardness of the altercation. Even actually in this episode, it's like yeah. he shoves Jordy so hard, Jordy flies back up against the wall, tumbles over a chair. <laughs> it's very yeah, much like a Western saloon. Someone scene. was yeah. like punching out Riker and manhandling him. I was like, oh, this is not real. This is holodeck because yeah. nobody puts Riker in the corner. Unless he's into it, in which case, Riker Horny on Main. Horny on Main. I will say, Xander, you were always quick on the unless Riker's into it follow-up on a lot of statements. I, it's, it's really true. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. enable him. Just got to keep an eye out. Absolutely. <laughs> Constant What vigilance. else could he be into? <laughs> I'm making a list Anything and everything. for myself. <laughs> right as Barclay deals with all of his adversaries very suavely and actually walks up to Troy and asks her out on a date, she's very impressed. Whoa. He gets a call from engineering that he needs to leave. And so he says, okay, I need to go, but computer safe program. And we realize that we're in the holodeck. Mm -hmm. What kind of employee is going to like wake up in the morning, ooh, before I go to work today, let me pretend that I'm hanging out with my coworkers. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the pep talk in the mirror. Yeah, and I guess also, that's the time to do it. He had mentioned earlier there was just a little bit in the dialogue that he started by using it to practice social situations and then it got out of control. So I could see oh. that being Oh, I like the that. First insight. thing in the morning, go in like practice a few hellos or whatever, and it just evolved into what that okay, was. Okay, that makes more sense because I was just gonna bring up this fact that's just occurring to me that he chose to take his coworkers or the fellow crew and put them in a situation where He's late for work. He's like in trouble. 
whose mm-hmm. fantasy is playing out <laughs> them being admonished by their superiors? Well, because he always is. Yeah, but he was practicing what to actually say. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yes, exactly. So the program started out with just Jordy confronting him about his tardiness, right? And so he was rehearsing doing it, but eventually got so sick of Jordy. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it could even be a layer uh, past that in that he wanted to go and see counseling because he knew that's the thing to do, uh, but was too afraid. So I think he started with Troy mm-hmm. as a hologram and you could see a computer program going, oh, well, you need to confront these people and have a conversation and him going well i can't do that so the next best thing is when i have an issue i'll make the person in the holodeck and then you have a cast (laughs) wow there was a lot of layers that for them to get to this story and i really appreciate that level of detail we didn't need to see all that we see the end result but obviously all that prep work was making assumptions too but no all of that is clear he had the strongest relationship with troy because he's been hanging out with her holodeck image the most well, the thing is, <laughs> that relationship is not over. Nor healthy. Uh, <laughs> nor healthy. <laughs> so let's yeah, let's get into it. So he leaves, goes to engineering, and we learn throughout Act One that, or actually, we learned before in the teaser that um, Barkley's late a lot, and uh, LaForge and Riker are chatting about him and how he, LaForge is kind of at the end of his rope with with Barkley. He can't can't fathom him it's hard to ruffle geordie yeah well right. it's, it's interesting because in the beginning of star trek we're or the next generation we're, we're kind of informed that everybody's pretty great at their jobs overall there's not a whole yeah. lot of issues with individuals not performing tasks aboard the ship because we don't want that as a plot point generally but here we've broken the mold we've tried something different and somebody is so the model officer m- model for like transfer of a him term. away yeah, yeah, right. no, <laughs> yeah. He, don't, he don't belong well here. this is really no interesting both geordie and Riker are kind of dismissive they want to get rid of him rather than help him and even Riker kind of when Barkley finally comes in and is late Riker kind of gives him admonishment but no advice he offers no leadership uh, mm-hmm. off advice my advice is don't be late <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Barkley's perspective Riker is a whole dick this whole episode like no redeeming qualities mm-hmm. whatsoever mm-hmm. Yeah, Riker definitely Aww. plays the bad guy in this because he's not very tolerant of it and offers <laughs> no he's not wrong it. though I mean yeah. I'm just so I can't stand tardiness, you know? <laughs> it's unacceptable. So I'm on Riker's side for this one. Sure, sure. Then help him fix it. Yeah. Well, it's also like there's no monetary uh, like compensation because everyone's doing this for the love of the job. And so if you're right. not an on-time person, mm-hmm. just there's no incentive per se <laughs> other than your reputation. What are you going to do, dock my pay? Right. <laughs> no, transfer you to a different starship. Oh, okay, cool. Got it. That yeah. is the incentive, yeah. Uh, so then they go tattle to daddy, yep. daddy Picard, mm-hmm. whose advice is, no, figure it out. Make him your best friend. And it's good Which advice. sounds like, yeah, what, what daddy would say to uh, a bully on the schoolyard. I love what Picard says, or too. A, he shuts down the, the broccoli comment and like he is yep. the vice principal or principal, I guess, in this uh, school grade issue. Yeah. There's no vice yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. He's full prince. Pull. Uh, so so Jordy tries. He makes he makes uh, attempts. It was like a total one eighty. <laughs> well, and this seems more like the Jordy that we're used to seeing. You know, we're like, why why didn't he give him this chance from the beginning? And I think that we see Jordy realize this. I mean, he tries and is frustrated and is unsuccessful, and then has a talk with Guinan as well, uh, <gasps> who really opens his eyes and just put Guinan in all the episodes. She's so good and it's always great. <laughs> 
Such wisdom. In, so, in such, such short grace. dialogue, too. Like, that's like maybe a minute long scene. And right. it's one of the most relevant. Because you get Whoopi for two hours, so figure it out. <laughs> I'm in half that time. Like, she's getting in costumes. Uh, so. Right. <laughs> Putting the hat on. <laughs> yeah. According to Memory Alpha, actually, um, Dwight Schultz, mm-hmm. who plays uh, Barkley, um, got the role because of Whoopi Goldberg. No way. Yeah. So he and Whoopi were working on a movie called The Long Walk Home. And he mentioned to her on that set that he was a huge fan of the original series and Next Generation. Nerd. And she appreciated. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> and she appreciated his acting skills and mentioned him to the producers. And here we are. Um, Aww, he you... got such a good episode. He gets to play two completely different people. Yeah. Well, yeah, not only well, that, much. but you get to interact with the characters uh, against, like you're up against uh, Patrick Stewart, not only as yeah. Captain Picard, as Holodeck Picard, but then this like <laughs> three musketeers type character who you can tell that Patrick Stewart's having the best time. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a special guest star spot to get to yeah. play because so often the guest stars are necessarily necessarily one note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, or they're not, ten- not always. But they yeah, tend to be thing. like intensely cool or something special about them is something we want to have to track them for for the whole episode that we would mm-hmm. sacrifice one of our main characters' interests to actually go follow this other character. And this guy is not appealing initially right i mean we're sympathetic towards him but we generally don't love his attitude compared to what we're used to of the officers on the ship yeah he's appealing on the holodeck though like his voice is so smooth like butter but then when he's interacting with the actual uh crew on the ship he he has a very in impedimenting what's the word i'm looking for gets in the way stutter Sure. Trying to recap yeah. for people mm-hmm. who haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and we see, like, like I feel like this is the direct translation of a Star Trek fan getting to be on the holodeck. Like, of course, you would pretend to be on the bridge with Picard and Riker or whatever, and then do the things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, for sure, sword fight. <laughs> and I believe that was a criticism of the episode from fans is. They thought Barkley was supposed to be a satire of like obsessive Star Trek fans, and the producers you can feel that. But the producers pushed back, and they said that we didn't want that. It was more right. about um, someone who lives in their fantasy life and doesn't acknowledge enough of reality, and they've got sucked into it. And they were like, "Yeah, are you calling me out still?" So what do you say <laughs> about us? Yeah. There are parallels to be sure. I mean. Like you said, Xander, you didn't like him as a kid, and I remember disliking him too. And I think it might have been my own self-consciousness, but I think it was also just like there wasn't – I didn't want an annoying person mm-hmm. on the ship, period. I didn't want to have to deal with him. I exactly. also wanted to kick him off the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's 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 good to check yourself and how mm-hmm. you deal with people like that mm-hmm. that are out in the world because there are a lot of people that are like that, uh, you know. I mean, it is the after school special of like, how do you deal with people that you have to interact with that maybe are not your favorite people? Because it's mm-hmm. not easy, but if or- you handle it like Jordy, pop in, say, Reg, what's up? All right, man, turn it in whenever. Report, ah, I don't care, I'm a cool boss. That's <laughs> how you help somebody get yeah, it together. Yeah, I'm a cool boss. Sit yeah. the chair backwards. But I think like one of the main points was if you treat someone like they're a problem, they can feel like that. Very true. Well said. That's very important is like you to get people out of that rut, you have to put your hand down there and give them like help them out, right? Give them a hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put your hand down there. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so in the proverbial hole they've dug themselves into. Right, right. The Got trench it. or whatever. In Cargo Bay, uh, the little tank full of dry ice falls down, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Figure out why our um, turbo lifter is going wonky." Well, actually, you got to figure it out, Barclay. As a point of order, the tank fell first. And then the uh, grav lift platform wasn't working for some reason. This all makes sense. And then now, another whose one fault fell. was it that the grav lift tank fell? Well, we this is spoilers for the ending, but we find out it's all related to that first tank falling and uh, sort of a, a technology for medical preservation that this species used that we no longer did. This was like the the explanation. Uh, and it sort of got out and affected the gravitational lifter and anyone who handled the canisters as well and spread throughout the ship. But we don't know that yet. All we, we know, know actually, I liked that we didn't know yeah. what was causing problems on the ship. It's a typical, you know, you try to transport a pipe and it turns into a weirdly oddly shaped pipe <laughs> burst into pieces. Uh, and Jordy makes some joke about being glad he didn't have to go anywhere. It's like, yeah, you would be disassembled, dude. This oh, is I get what, you all hands on deck, like red alert that fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> if this if this were uh, Rick and Morty, um, then people would have gone through and be like, ah, I think we have a problem because this guy, like his head is now on his ass. Right, so right, right. That's just, <laughs> there's no undoing that, but maybe we should figure it out. Yeah, so a bunch of spatial anomalies start occurring on the ship, right? That's what they're called. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or whatever, like physics anomalies, because the glass, even someone's holding a glass in 10 forward when they're discussing how annoying Barkley is, and it starts leaking from the bottom, yet there are no observable holes. And we're, yes. we're realizing that the atoms themselves like restructured on their own, and they're starting yes. to be mal <sighs> malfunctions all over the ship as a result. Right, and this you know was, what I thought it was? Mm -hmm. A little too much holodeck time makes the ship go crazy. <laughs> but that was well, not it. It's funny because they had mentioned, you know, the that engineer that was there for the canister falling. He had it on his hand, so when he touched the glass, it sort of mm -hmm. reatomized and melted mm -hmm. the glass. Mm -hmm. But but of all the tropes that they have, holodeck safeties are off was like a huge one. They could have had like a huge fight on the holodeck between like fake Riker and real Riker and Barclay saving the day or whatever. And they didn't go down that path. I was surprised. Uh, uh, you mean you wanted yeah. like, a, a, like a sense of uh, threat from that? Well, because it was affecting each of the systems oh, in turn, I get you. right? So it was going through right. the ship and eventually it gets to the acceleration systems and uh, inhibiting the warp to, or the antimatter to matter conversion, which we know is one to one. One to one. And it accelerates. Let me write that down. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it'll be on the test. And so I was like, why didn't they play with the holodeck malfunctioning, especially when they had fun versions of each of them? But Yeah, because that's just a completely different episode. That's a long road. Yeah. Holo holodeck was not necessarily, it wasn't a holodeck episode, I'd say. There was just holodeck moments. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was all in service to this character piece, right? That's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also an interesting way to play it. Yeah. Also, yeah, uh, a lot of white men in engineering, uh, yeah, it turns out. Yeah. Thankfully led by a black man, but still not right. a lot of women in there. But we're, we're, right. we're yeah, working no on it. Hopefully mm -hmm. we'll see some in the next episode uh, or in the and next season. Usually Star Trek's good, but I'm surprised yeah. they don't have a woman. And he specifically refers to, well, there's a gentleman. Yeah, your first a gentleman come with me uh, because noticed. to to help out Barclay, 
he invites him to the mission brief- briefing at 0800 in the morning, and that's that's when they are noticing more anomalies and talking about all of them. And Wesley really shuts this guy down. Wesley does like a social so- faux pas without realizing that he's doing it because Jordy didn't really tell anyone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm in- I'm inviting this guy just so he gets a little bit of confidence. Please don't embarrass him. Mm. And then the acting ends. In- Forgot to give that memo. <laughs> just shuts him down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he's the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. You can't let him and get loves away with pie. That. <laughs> He loves pie? Yeah, only only Barkley knows, but he loves to sit in a corner and eat pie while his oh, mama swings that's right. off a tree. While wearing a long brown curly wig. That's yeah, right. yeah. Thank God we got some Beverly in this episode, even if it wasn't even the real her. Right? Sitting on a picnic blanket in Renaissance garb. I mean, what a, a dream day on set, though. Gates comes in, just gets to get garbed up, and <laughs> notably, the only uh, Crusher scene is on the holodeck. Crusher is never actually in the episode; it's just this representation. No, of he her. is. Right. No, no, what Wesley is. I meant oh. Beverly. Bev. Oh, Bev Crusher. Crush. I think she comes in at the end, like like at the very end in her uniform. She joins them on the bridge. When he says goodbye to them. Oh, is, is she? Oh, you're right. No, she's I don't not think really she is. I that really don't think Crusher's in it. It's She's just like uh, yeah. cradling his head in that one scene. <laughs> Ooh, that's icky. There's, a, there's stuff there. Speaking of icky, let's mm-hmm. talk about the ethics of recreating people you know in a holodeck. Now, we talked about these ethics when Jordy found a girlfriend, which mm-hmm. is referenced mm-hmm. in this episode mm-hmm. as well. He's like, dude, I get it. I fell in love in a holodeck, <laughs> but... You gotta step out mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on on uh, where where do you draw the line? I think that there should be two established rules. One is don't create your friends in the holodeck that they can see, and two, don't interrupt anybody when they're in the holodeck. Like, don't yeah. barge in. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot do that. No matter what. Number three, we've talked about sock on yeah. the holodeck Number three, lock door. The door. Like we have. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Once again, yeah, privacy is not a concern in in this future. <laughs> Well, I mean, Apparently. yeah, the three command now officers walk in on his fantasy, and I, I actually really yeah. loved this moment too because Jordy was embarrassed, and then Riker's little little Riker was adorable. I love yeah. that Jonathan Frakes also well, they so all got funny to, play. to make him tiny. Yeah, and he also like up pitched his own voice in the performance, which was yep. brilliant. Yep. Like I love those subtleties. So good. And Wesley's outfit was hilarious too. He looks like King Louis or something. Well, and then the exchange with Troy, and then Troy seeing. <laughs> yeah, herself. Troy. Like so, Riker tries okay, to shut so it down. So if people haven't seen it, let's recap yeah. what they're they, seeing. They come into uh, a very lush kind of garden and uh they meet first wesley right who's in a little french out boy outfit yeah it's like a little boy blue like (laughs) fantasy fairy tale outfit very belittling uh and then Mm -hmm. they are confronted by is it data jordy picard here at this point yeah who are dressed as the three musketeers musketeers Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a little bit of uh, literature Works for in there. Them. Yeah, of course. I love, of course, Brent Spiner's like, okay, get to do right, a little and, bit of acting. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> All three of them. <laughs> it's just funny how the representation of Data, who's an android, has the most expressive stuff, but that's because you've cast Brent Spiner as a musketeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Chew a little scenery today. Don't mind if I do. And Riker and Jordy try to shut down this version of them. And Troy says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now hold on a second. We need to we need to kind of analyze this and take a look at it because this this would be unhealthy to shut it down. Let's 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 
perceive this and then not a beat later and uh the representation of troy which is what the goddess of empathy or yep something? and That's empathy right. and love and understanding in this like rap toga gown <laughs> it's corded and there's a wind machine goodness very high slit on the leg by the way oh yeah a bit revealing mm-hmm. <laughs> fun costume and then she tries to shut that down and riker's like well now hold on <laughs> yeah 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 very good we, bits we do get a little bit of an adventure fight scene when Barkley does appear sword fighting with Picard, uh, Picard, right? Yeah, that was the first one when when Jordy's in there and sees it. But then this oh, right, one, we okay. find him sleeping on Beverly's right, right, skirts. Right. <laughs> Goodness, so funny! They have to go through his whole fantasy in order to find him yeah. because he's not responding, and all they know is he's in the holodeck, and the three musketeers won't tell him. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting because this one, Barkley, was the A and B plot in that, like, there was this mystery that was going on with all that stuff, but we're also having, like, a personnel issue uh, with with a person and how they fit in with the ship. So there was, like, an A and B plot, but it just happened to be both dealing with the same, like, guest character. Yeah, they connected him well, which they've been doing yeah. a lot lately, and it's been great. Um they confront him, and I think Riker even, when they first even enter, they remarks like it's against, what is it, it's against protocol to do this, like represent right. them? He says that, and it's not. <laughs> I know, right? I couldn't remember how that was established. They, they have that exchange, like, yeah. uh, I think Troy's uh, This like, is totally so. against protocol. Actually, it's not. Okay, but it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it reminded me of, uh, specifically with something that we would deal with in, like, fan fiction of us as people, and, like, seeing that, like how the audience either perceives you or uh, if you ever come across someone's like Sims file and they're like, I made you. And you're like, oh, that's what you, oh. oh how Ooh. interesting. I personally haven't yeah. been confronted with this. You guys have had this where people obviously do fan fiction of your characters, but also fan fiction of you as a person. Well, yeah, specific, specifically with like the Geek and Sundry time, mm-hmm. there was like no delineation between us as characters on that channel. Because you were personalities too, right? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I've heard of it of, of Vampire the Masquerade, sure. LA by Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a lot of fanfic happened around that. Yeah. <laughs> but also I've heard it from you know, various dungeon masters that are like, yeah, I keep getting added on Twitter with people shipping me. Uh, and like I'm engaged to a woman, but they keep shipping me with this male character and like tell, uh, adding us that we should make out in right. real life. And right. it's very uncomfortable Whoa. for me and this other person. And I wish that they would stop and realize we're real people. Yeah. And that's not what Twitter is for. I mean, what is Twitter for? <laughs> it's not that, but. But yeah, there's there's this weird connection of like Barkley is this fanboy who gets like ignored by these people who are like top of their field like incredible you're on the enterprise you're working on the ship but you just are treated like a problem the whole time yeah yeah and i think like again as a kid i was just not sympathetic to him i was just annoyed with him and i appreciate this episode so much more as an adult because we need to work with someone like this and we we should we should help this person rather than uh banish them right Mm-hmm. Agree with all of that, but you know what would make everything a little easier? Huh. If he would show up on time. If he I would mean, just Barclay, show up on time. I know time. the rest a little is hard, effort. Yeah. but just show up on time. <laughs> I guess what is his issue? Like, how do we root? Is it confidence? What? What? It's confidence. If, he uh, calls it she's shy. 
that and also like i think it's a combination of uh you you're you're taking time to get to a place because you're avoiding getting there but also it's a little bit of attention and it may be subconscious but if you show up on time and you're just doing your job and you're a problem no one has any uh, reason to pay attention to you but if you do something a little bit wrong each time at least you're being talked to by your supervisors oh that's sad supremely sad yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like when he walked in the hall or on the cargo bay in that first scene, he hid behind the cargo totally. container, yeah. which is such a <laughs> five-year-old thing to do, yeah. too. I was so I was entertained by yeah. that. I was like, oh, he's so immature in a lot That's of ways. Thing. Right? Yeah, None of these are healthy coping mechanisms, but it has to be why. Tendencies. Yeah. It, that that same thing of like, okay, well, I'll take any attention over like mm. negative attention is fine if it's attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like certain former presidents, thank God, <laughs> that's yeah. done for now. Not my Star Trek. It's done. It's not for now. It's done. Uh, uh, anyway, we don't have to talk about that. We could talk about the solving of the problem, yes, which because... is best done with very sparkly little cotton gloves on. My next note was the gloves. They're so sparkly. Why? We need them because uh, we find out that it's this particle that our scanners are not picking up because it's not used anymore. Uh, but the uh, canisters that we picked up from this species could have been using that, and that, in fact, is what's causing the problem. So if you can't scan to confirm it, we have to bring out some other methods, which means your hands might need some protection that look fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Not just any glove. And we learned that the the Invidium mm-hmm. infection or whatever it is it attaches to people and it attached mm-hmm. to that lieutenant who handled the canisters and then everything he handled also. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Things got very intense because oh, yeah. you know what? There's problems. Perhaps we could, should get out of warp speed. Wait a minute. We can't. Uh-oh. And wait a minute. It's also continuing to speed up. We got to 9.4 That's crazy. But it's basically like the plot of speed, but in space. Yes. <laughs> we can't slow down. <laughs> Can I tell you when I was like nine, that was my favorite movie. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great movie. Still holds it's a up. It's good movie. Too. Really fun. Does it? Okay, great. I haven't rewatched it. Because the live, those are real stunts. Right. That's what's crazy about Sandra that movie. Bullock like, almost died. They really. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. That bus crashed into so many Yeah, and they impressive. get on like a little uh, plank of wood with wheels on it and ride out at the end from underneath. Oh, wow. I don't yeah. remember it was it super that fast. That explosion in the end. Yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, yeah. you should watch it. I just it. remember somebody dying um, by a screwdriver in the opening scene and ooh. really stuck with me. Yes. Screwdrivers Katie, Katie watched that movie for the first time with me, and I remembered that part but didn't tell her about it. And it was like the first minute right. of that Ooh. scene. Oh, yeah. She was just like, oh. I was like, okay, that's the most violent thing you're going to say. It really that. is. That's yeah. Uh, well, now I can't remember what happens. I thought we I thought we went to that warp problem before we revealed yeah. the gloves yes, and yes, all that yes, stuff. Yes, 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 we did. Right? Because mm-hmm. okay, then cool. they had the engineering meeting because they can't shut it off, and then they are all together, mm-hmm. and they're like, we need Barkley for this meeting, and he's the one that is going through, like, maybe it's us that's the problem, and all of us are like, we don't need you to feel sorry for yourself right now. It's, a, it's definitely a machine thing. He's like, no, no, I mean us particly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, good That's point, a great way to know? solve it. Yeah. Like, Thank I God like, he's like so self-conscious because he was like, we're the problem. We're in all these places. Us engineers. And yep. that, yeah, got right That's to true. it. Wow. So his his neuroses helped in yeah. a way. 
What's what's nice is actually we don't fully solve Barkley, right? Yeah. So we actually will get more Barkley episodes. We do episodes get more Barkley episodes in the future. Oh, there's Wait, that tone. But I he just is still don't really care for him. <laughs> he is transferred in the end, yes. Um, oh no. Oh, Becca. Did you watch the full episode? The full Okay, well, I saw uh a scene he well, here's what's great he about this episode. It goes into what we what looks like the bridge, right. and you can immediately tell based on the confidence of his voice that it is the holodeck him because he speaks differently. Okay. And okay. then there was one quick moment where I was like, "Or are they showing that he's changed as a person?" No, it's too smooth, and mm. uh, Troy's dress is a little too hot. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I did this is all him yeah. pretending to ask for the transfer. I think that's kudos to the direction that you had to question whether it was real or not. That's great. Mm-hmm. But they the thing me. that he was saying was goodbye to the programs. The right. simulated bridge he was saying, I'm transferring away from you into real life. I see. Yeah. And then he sees Jordy, and it's like, wow, thanks so much, dude. I had you not been here in the real world with us, and instead we're soaking up all that holodeck energy, yeah, we'd all be dead right now. So, so we've solved this problem of Barclays, right? But he still is going to have a lot of antisocial behavior in the real world. This is only his first chapter. <laughs> we and he actually may not have solved it because he did save one of those programs. We don't know which one. It's definitely Troy. We all know which one it is. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Is it Troy as a therapist or Troy as the goddess of empathy? Also, but uh, oh. outside of that, she had a fantastic dress in Ten Forward. I don't want to give Barkley credit for that. It's definitely a costume designer, but she had a great blue <laughs> dress. <laughs> yeah, and her makeup was even on point. Mm. Just goddessly. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Barkley also referred to, in the techno babble to the flux capacitor. Yes, at one I point. heard that from Back to the Future. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a mistake or it, he misspoke, but it's supposed to be flow capacitor, uh, but, or if it was a direct homage. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think they left it in. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad. I liked this episode. I'm glad you guys did too, because I remember disliking it as a kid. And I, this is a lot, so much more fun to watch because we're sympathetic people now instead of self-conscious children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all goddesses of empathy in a way. Oh wow! Well said. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll have to find a little bit of empathy next episode. Let me tell you, because it's uh. the most toys. A traitor Ooh. fakes Data's death to add him to his collection of rare and unique. Objects. <gasps> I love fun. Uh, we'll see what happens <laughs> next week. Let's go there. Let's go to there. Engage. Engage. Engage.